Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today, we're going to talk about breastfeeding because we have this wonderful Pregnancy, Birth, and Beyond course coming up that people can purchase to learn pretty much everything there is to know about before you get pregnant, during the pregnancy, the delivery, and after the delivery. And a lot of different things about issues that can come up, troubles that can happen. And we even have a wonderful interview with our midwife here in central Minnesota. But... Today, we decided to do a little bit of a podcast about just the breastfeeding issues and some samples of what you will find in our Pregnancy, Birth, and Beyond course if you should decide to purchase it. But if not, let's talk about it a little bit here today on this podcast. I have with me my very good friend, Joy Rhodes. Hi, Sue. Hi, Joy. So when we are doing this this birthing course, I know we've been talking about this for months and preparing all of our notes and getting our all of our ducks in a row, so to speak, you have actually had some, a lot of experience with problems breastfeeding. I have. And a lot of it was before I found homeopathy, unfortunately, but um, it gives you at least some good ideas to, to, based on my experiences to uh, teach others on how to resolve some of these issues. So yeah, I have three boys and they are older now, all out of diapers, which is wonderful. (laughs) And it's always great when they get to that point. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But each one had a unique breastfeeding experience. You know, my first one, he was the the one that was low birth weight. I had a horrible time making milk with him. And um, it was it was just a struggle the whole time. I actually had to supplement and feed him, too. And then I had uh, my second one was... um, was a natural birth, my first natural birth, because my first one, you, the first one you never know, right? You never know what, you do what the doctor's saying, you go through the process, and then you're like, oh, I wish I had done it differently. Right. And then my second one, I went all natural, and I had a doula, and it was wonderful, and I had learned my lessons, you know, and I had had a uh, breastfeeding consultant through, and, and that was a much easier uh, breastfeeding experience. Um, and then the third one, by that time, it was, he was a little different still, but uh, we had worked out a lot of the kinks. So, but he was tongue tied. Amazing. <laughs> and I found out later on um, that my first one was actually tongue tied as well. I just didn't know it. I mean, I, you can oh. see his tongue tie in his mouth. Um, whenever you look in his mouth, it's still there. So it was, oh my I goodness. thought to myself, wow, if I would have known this with my first one, then it would have made a whole lot more sense to me. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what we're finding out too, is a lot of doctors don't even know what to look for. They'll say, oh no, everything's fine here. Yeah. They're not, and they're not picking up on it. I had gone to the doctor and the doctor was like, well, you're, it, cause it hurt. I mean, it just really, really hurt to, 
to nurse. And it was the first time, I mean, it didn't hurt like that with the other two. And I knew that the latch was right. I knew everything was, was right. And I said, there's gotta be something going on here. And my, my nursing, my lactation consultant said, ask the doctor to look for a tongue tie. And he looked in and it wasn't the normal tongue tie. It was webbed tongue tie. And so right. it's just one little tongue tie where they, you know, just the textbooks. And then I take it to her and she's like, well, there it is. (laughs) So what to look for. So that was one of the big, you know, if you can find an international board certified lactation consultant, then that's, you've got to have one of those. Um, Right. And it just makes a huge difference to have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For those tongue ties now they're taking, you have to go into like a, a, there's a pediatric dentist Mm -hmm. and then they laser those tongue ties away. I know my last grandbaby had the hat. He had cheek ties and he had that web tie on the bottom and then he was lip tied as well. Yeah. So it was very difficult for him to, and we talk about that in our birthing course as well. I, you know, what causes it? What can we do to prevent that? Even if we have that genetic predisposition, what can we do to, to um, you know, help our babies be born healthy without all those birth defects? Yeah. And so when you went to that lactation um, expert, what what kind of things did they do to help you? So with Caleb, uh, I took a breastfeeding course before he was even born, which was huge oh. because I had a relationship with her so that whenever I was in the hospital, I could call her, which was super. Oh. Because, so when I left the hospital, I went straight over to her office and had a consultation for her to check my latch and make sure everything was good you know, and, and, um, it just brought me a lot of peace of mind and she did weight checks for me and stuff too. So having that relationship ahead of time is just excellent because if you run into problems, you have someone to call and most of them, you can call them anytime and they will help. I mean, they're just fantastic. I have a friend that's one as well. Okay. And she actually goes to the, to the mom's house and does house calls, which is super. So there's a lot of options out there. Um, but they're trained for many years on their certification, the tests they have to take is crazy hard. I mean, it is a difficult test. Um, two of both Jane, my lactation consultant here, and my other friend were both RNs, and it was hard for them. I mean, they had oh been my goodness. school. They had been to school to be an RN, and then they had all this. So they had the all the RN and the um, the medical piece of it, and then they had the breastfeeding piece of it, and it was it's just so rigorous for them to go through all that and get certified. So, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they know a lot, lot, lot of information. It's, it's the IBCLC certification, international board certified lactation consultant. That's awesome. (laughs) It's long. It's important. (laughs) It's important. Like I said, I know. Yes. I've actually known a few women too that Mm -hmm. have had a lot of help. Yeah. From lactation consultants. Yeah. So yes, that's wonderful to have that kind of help, that professional help when there's a problem. I know some women also have had, they have inverted nipples and a lactation consultant can help with that because now they have like a plastic or silicone shield, silicone, you want silicone, silicone shield that will help, you know, back in the day, I remember when I worked at the nursing home, there was a lactation consultant there that she was now working at the nursing home because she was older, but she said that when a woman had an inverted nipple back before the silicone shield, she couldn't nurse because it was a rare baby that would have the strength to pull that nipple out. And so now with the shields though, you know, there's help for those mothers as well. And that's not so uncommon as we might think it is to have an inverted nipple. So what can we do for moms who don't have enough milk? They're, they're, 
ability to produce milk is, is very deficient? What can we do for them? Well, one of the things that I did initially was, I mean, everybody you can see in the store, they have the whole um, mother's milk tea blend. So I did that for a while and it helped a little bit. Um, and then I did the lactation cookies. Everybody sees those online a lot. The recipes for the, the cookies with the brewer's yeast in it and all the different oatmeal and stuff like that in it. Um, but I was severely low with my first one um, to, to the point where the lactation consultant, who's usually no formula, no formula, no formula, said, you got to start supplementing because he's just not gaining weight like he should. Okay. And we didn't find out till my second child that it was because of hormone problems because I had um, polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had insufficient glandular syndrome where when most women, their breasts, their size increases over the pregnancy. Mine didn't. We found out later that, uh, well, initially with Caleb, we did fenugreek. And okay. a lot of people do the fenugreek herbs where they get the fenugreek and take them. And when I found out, oh, there's a relation between polycystic ovarian syndrome and um, low milk supply, then I switched to goat's through. And oh my gosh, I had so much milk. <laughs> it's wow. like it flooded. I could not believe it. And Jane said, we, we found it. We found, wow. we found what you needed. So it was wonderful um, to find something that actually worked because I just struggled and struggled with Caleb. And then you go through that mommy guilt too, where, Oh, I just hate giving him formula, you know, cause right. you, know, you want him to have breast milk. 100%. Right. And I yeah. was able to do that with, with my second child. And, and it awesome. was such a relief once I, once I found that herb. So that's a really good one herb wise, as far awesome. as homeopathy, that was before my time. I didn't know about homeopathy either. And so that's why I say anyone under, learning about this is so exciting because they're going to be 35, 37 years ahead of where I was when I started having babies. But I will, but just to interject there as far as supplementing, if anyone can't nurse, um, I, I couldn't nurse my first two children either. And because well, I was working not full time, but nearly full time. And so with, I had low milk supply in the first place, but I didn't have, you know, when you don't, you're not nursing on demand, it's really hard for a lot of women to keep up. And they didn't have nice pumps back then. We had these little handheld things that just felt like you're going to pull things off that aren't supposed to come off. And <laughs> anyway, so the goat's milk. And I would, what I would did is I just got the, the raw goat's milk from the farmer. And then I just kept it in my refrigerator and I just had a tea kettle and I boiled my hot water. And so then I would just put half a bottle of goat's milk and then pour the hot water over it. So it's half and half because otherwise it's so rich. Those babies go, they plump up so fast. You know, it's really, really, really rich. You know, it was, it was a perfect recipe. I raised my first two kids on, on my, on my $10 goat. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But anyway, so that's, that's something to remember because seriously, you can pick up a goat for a little of, well, nowadays they're worth more money, but you know, uh, she milked for two and a half years that my goat did. You need to get it raw so that it's rich in right. enzymes because if you're feeding your babies anything that's not rich in enzymes, that's already overtaxing your little pancreas. You know, so the rich enzyme milk is what helps them to digest it very readily. Otherwise, they're going to end up with constipation and all sorts of problems. Okay, so what other tricks did you find with all your with all your problems? Okay, let me think here. So we talked about the tongue tie. I think that's one of the biggest things if you're having pain. Um, if you've got things going on that just that just don't seem right, if the if the baby's eating and eating and eating and eating and not being satisfied and and not you know just wants to right. eat all the time, 
um, then that's suspect of a tongue tie for sure because they're just not producing enough milk and they just want to nurse all the time because they're hungry. So that, I think one of the biggest things is just to, even if you get a no from the pediatrician or from the doctor that you go to, always get a second opinion from a lactation consultant because it's probably there. Folks just don't, they just don't know what a tongue tie looks like. (laughs) Right. Because that's not something that they look for all the time. Yeah. It's not something they look for because it's, it's not a new birth defect because it's been forever, but the statistics that we have now for babies being born by tongue tie, astronomical compared to what it used to be. It's insane how, you know, seriously, the last five babies I've known all tongue tie. It's crazy. Okay. Wow. I know. What else did you have on your list that I wanted to talk about? (laughs) Well, the only, the only other thing I think, um, jaundice, because a lot of these babies come out and they've got high belly ribbon levels and Right. Then, you know, the nurses are like, well, we need to test their levels and get them down so that, or you so see, you need to give them formula so they'll eat more. So they'll, you know, right. you'll get it out of their system. Right. So right. I never figured out how to get through that because I didn't know about homeopathy then, but that's a right. big one because a lot of people, you know, my guys weren't so high that they had to be under the lamps. Right. I, when I was a baby, I had to be under the lamps. My mom, right. my mom telling me about it. She's like, oh, you yeah. were under that little lamp with the little mask. It, it might be a hereditary thing. I know the doctors will tell you, oh, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal because a lot of babies are born jaundice. But, you know, like I do talk about this quite a bit in, in the birthing course because it was an issue that I had a lot of problems with because my liver tried to shut down all the time when I was pregnant. But, and so all my babies, I don't think I ever had a baby that wasn't slightly jaundice out of all 11. But the, the thing is, is um, the colostrum is the best thing for the baby. That's what triggers the liver to start functioning on its own, like it's supposed to, without the aid of, you know, the placenta. And so a lot of moms, you know, everyone has that colostrum. It's just a matter of, like I said, getting baby to nurse allowing baby to nurse for that full 15 to 20 minutes on each side and keep them nursing, let them nurse all they want. Um, and the problem is, is moms might get a little bit sore or something like that. Um, so you can supplement a little bit of warm water. Um, if, if there doesn't seem the baby isn't, if when they weigh the baby and it's not getting like the three ounces or whatever, or ounce and a half at first, and then two or three ounces, if they're not getting sufficient quantity, then give them the, the warm milk. I would never give formula ever, ever, ever. I would give, like I said, that goat's milk diluted in half with good distilled water that's been warmed up. Not distilled water, but I use spring water that's just been boiled. And so that's what I would do. But my babies pull out of the jaundice and no, with no problem at all. But I, the last few babies, I knew about chelogonium. It's the homeopathic remedy in 30C, and it'll pull babies out of it super quick. I actually had one grandchild that they were really worried about him, and they, they sent him home with a little green belt, so we started giving the chalidonium and he pulled out of it very quickly because they, you know, they were, didn't want to let him go with my daughter convinced them and he did really well. So chalidonium, like I said, that is the jaundice remedy, neonatal jaundice remedy is amazing. So these are the kinds of tricks we'll find out in our pregnancy birth and beyond course. Yeah, that <laughs> remedy makes total sense. I mean, it yes. does now that I'm thinking about it. It does. Yeah. Great. It just, like I said, it just, all it does is just trigger that, that the liver to start functioning, you know? It's kind of like a baby taking his first breath. It's it's a process. And the same thing for the liver, getting that liver to start functioning the way it's supposed to. It's a process. Yeah. And so once we understand that, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Like you said. <laughs> yep. So. Wow. It's, it's so interesting because you, 
and you've talked about this before, how, oh, I just, in the early days when I didn't know anything about, you know, there are days when I'm just like, oh, I could have gone back and told my younger self <laughs> I know. about homeopathy and would I have listened? I hope I would have. <laughs> I know. I actually went back and I listened to the podcast you put up from my class down in Florida. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh my gosh, I, get, I, I don't like listening to my podcast. I rarely listen to them. But I listened to it because I had two moms call me this morning after having listened to it. And it's like, oh, I better find out what I said on there. <laughs> and it was so good. And the one, the one mom, uh, I, I think the one mom has ordered, she ordered three books and she wanted some for, you know, her family members. But the youngest mom, she has had a two-year-old. She said, I'm so excited because I hear you talk about not knowing about homeopathy when you were a young mother. And she says, I just feel so blessed to be getting it on the ground floor so that I can learn to understand this while my child is still small. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you know, God is doing amazing things right now with the, the whole the whole world being excited about homeopathy. It is exciting. And it's exciting that he's let me be a part of it. You know, I feel I feel very honored, honestly. <laughs> and even though I had to go through all these horror stories and, you know, all the, the things that we've had to endure, it's all okay because all of my, well, you know, I had a couple of miscarriages that I probably could have prevented. Again, that's well. But the children I have, they're all healthy. And now my grandchildren, 32 grandchildren. And, you know, we're not without our little problems. But general health, everything, they're all healthy, happy. And we're just, like I said, we're so blessed. So, so blessed. So, okay. Yeah, it's never too late to start. Exactly. I, you know, <laughs> even, even though we got started later, and we had done a couple of vaccines and, you know, it's just like, well, it's done and you can't do anything about it. I mean, you, right. it doesn't do any good now to feel guilty about it. Now let's right. start the cleanup process. Now let's start, let's get exactly. with the homeopath and get a case taken. Let's exactly. see what we can do. Now there's just tremendous things now with cease therapy that you've, that you've got. You move them towards healing. Even as an older child, there's some possibilities for them you know and exactly there's always a starting place and I just I laugh because in 2006 I started this group and I posted this old blog post about ear infections and one of the ladies said thanks thanks to this group I have a bottle of Motrin in my cabinet that's expired <laughs> <laughs> you know it's, it's never been used because I'm homeopathy you know because oh. I'm and I just, it was it was really funny because I, I probably have some expired stuff in my cabinet too that I should have thrown away that's just back in the back. I think the other day I found some cough syrup that we exactly. never use. That's like from 2000, you know, whenever. And, and, uh, and I'm just so glad that we have another option. You know? I know. You're, the, I told my husband, I said, I said, notice how we're getting better faster in shorter periods yeah. of time, you know, these sicknesses aren't yeah. lasting as long, you know, sometimes it's a slow journey. Sometimes it's an aha, this works so well moment. And it's, it's never too late to start yeah. something new and different. And the best place to start is even before a baby is conceived. Yes. That's the perfect case scenario. Yes. But even if it's not before the conception, at least during the pregnancy, there's so many things you can do. And like I said, we talked about that in this, this course and, you know, labor and delivery, what mom can do. And then afterwards, so it's, it is, it's interesting. It's very fun. And there's so much good information in here. We even talked about essential oils 
And we have a really, we have a guest speaker that comes on and talks about her doula experience as well as teaching essential oils. I mean, she's got blogs and podcasts and all sorts of fun things out there. So she really knows her stuff. And so she has been kind enough to give us a, a sampling of her experience with essential oils. So it's very fun. Very good. I know. I know. I'm very excited. And I, I just can't thank you enough, Joy, for everything that you have done for, well, the homeopathy world, as well as all the all the different natural aspects of what you do with your, your marketing experiences. And it's, it's so exciting to find people who are so dedicated to just going the natural route in helping in all facets of our lives. Because I, I know you've talked to me about some of the things that you help market. And it's like, I never even thought about that facet before. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. It's, it's really nice. My interview with the, the midwife as well, it just will you hear her story. I was like, oh my gosh, I love you, lady. <laughs> I, I really respected her and I enjoyed being around her, but I didn't know her before the interview. And when I left, I was like, this is one of the nicest ladies I've ever met in my life. Just stuff like that. And this, when you get into this, this natural world of healing and like health and homeopathy, all these people, they really care about other people. And they're willing to go out of their way to help and to make sure we have what we need to be healthy, you know? So it's cool. It is. Just, mm-hmm. It's great. And, you know, as somebody that I can think back, if, if I were pregnant and I would, my goal is like to have an as natural of a birth as possible, this would be like the perfect gift for me. So even if you're not going to be pregnant, you know, yes. if you're not pregnant or anything in, in the process, think of all the people that you can help just by doing the course and, and knowing exactly. all this stuff and being able to share with, you know, people in your community and it would be a mega great baby shower gift. Oh my goodness. Oh, I, it would be yeah. like the best baby shower gift. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would. Well, like you said, because it's there and it's there for you to re- reference whenever yep. you need it. Cause you don't think you're going to need lactation help or you don't think you're going to need postpartum help or whatever. Yeah. But if you do, there it is. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. With all the notes and the yes. audios, it's, yes. I'm very excited. Like, so that's a good idea. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> so I guess we could probably wrap this up and hopefully, you know, anyone interested or needing this, they, they know where to go. Homeopathyformommies.com. Is that correct? That's correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I guess what we'll let you go then and um, we'll talk to you soon. May God bless you and yours. So after we finished this interview, we realized that we didn't get a chance to talk about specific remedies for milk supply. So I asked Sue to add that as an addendum to the end of this podcast. So here's Sue with her best advice for those who have milk supply problems and some remedy advice for them. Okay, Joy, one of the things that you asked me about was homeopathic remedies that are good for the mommy who is trying to nurse her baby and she's having trouble with her milk supply. One of the things, obviously, you have to consider the fact that stress is really, really huge. Whenever a mommy is stressed, the first thing that's going to go is her milk supply. So she needs to stay calm. And if for whatever reason she is stressed, she can always take her remedy if she happens to know it. If she doesn't, let's look at why she's stressed and try to eliminate that first of all. If that doesn't work, she can always try the homeopathic remedy Lactira Verosa, which is in our Pregnancy, Birth, and Beyond kit, and it works amazingly well. Or she can try cell salts, Kelfos, 
Any of the calciums are really going to help to balance the calcium within her body because if that's stressed, that's also going to be a factor. And it works amazingly well in most cases. But like I said, if that doesn't work and she's tried some herbs and just rest, then, you know, she can up her vitamin B. She should seek a good homeopath if there's something going on and she just can't get her milk supply to come back because a good homeopath would be able to find her trigger. It's amazing how milk supply will just come back because like I said, everybody has their own triggers and we can't always see ourselves. You know, oh, doctor, heal thyself. We can't. You know, other people can see all of our faults, but we can't see our own. So this is a really good example of that. I remember my first two babies, I couldn't nurse. And it was just simply the fact that I was working almost full time, trying to pump, which I wasn't very successful at. So my milk dried up. But for the mommy who was a stay at home, she should be able to keep her milk supply up. And if she can't, Like I said, a good homeopath is definitely going to help that. So I hope this helps. And like I said, I'm really looking forward to all of you joining our birthing course. It's going to be a lot of fun. Learn about gentle yet powerful homeopathic remedies that can support and empower you in your journey from pregnancy, childbirth, and beyond. Join Sue Meyer for her new course, Homeopathy, Pregnancy, Birth, and Beyond. Sue shares helpful homeopathic remedies and other experiences that she's learned from her life as a mom of 11 children and 33 grandchildren. Topics include tongue ties, breastfeeding, morning sickness, teething pain, postpartum depression, fatigue during pregnancy, the vitamin K shot, jaundice, mastitis, remedies for dad, and so much more. In this course, Sue's included some exciting bonuses, special interviews with a midwife and a doula, amazing birth stories from special speakers, special training sessions on essential oils for pregnancy and childbirth, and special coupons for kits and supplements mentioned in this training. Get immediate access to this course today at courses.homeopathyformommies.com forward slash birth course. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom. 